Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Samantha Riley is about to blow your mind in terms of using your knowledge to really impact people and create a life by design. I don't know about you, but that is a game changer when you truly understand how to do that. So stay tuned so you can get all this wisdom, okay? Let's talk to you because you're becoming your greatest possible self. You're growing, you're evolving, you're showing up, you're listening to podcasts, going to seminars, getting the coaching that you need, investing in yourself. So I so, so value you, I acknowledge you, and keep showing up, keep doing your best. Whether it's staying tuned to the 12-hour marathon or taking the next steps with us in coaching and burn-up coaching or uh, hiring Samantha, you're going to find out more about her services and what she's able to do for you and help you make a massive impact. Whatever the next steps are, take them, okay? You're here to grow. So get outside of your comfort zone and grow. Thanks for being here. Let's talk to you because you're also here tuning in. And I want to share about our iTunes review of the week from Logix. Logix says such passion and high energy. Chris provides such enthusiasm in all he does because it's who he is. His podcast is a great resource with fabulous guests and I'm excited to have found this platform to learn as much as possible to expand my life on so many levels. Thank you, Chris. You are welcome, Logix. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, we love hearing your feedback and uh, just getting the the inspiration from you what what do you feel what do you get what do you receive from the show and also how can we improve it for you and make it even better okay so go to beergps.com forward slash itunes or search greatest possible self on the apple podcast store and you can give us a review like that and let us know what you want to see more of what you what you love and get a chance to get shouted out on a future 12 hour live stream I'm going to introduce Samantha in just a second here before that grab a piece of paper grab a pen be ready to take notes this is the fire you have been waiting for all day long because she is the final interview of the day and we're going to bring the heat this is this is the best for last saving the best for last so definitely stay tuned and uh, let's introduce her and bring her on the screen Samantha Riley is a speaker, international business growth strategist, number one best-selling author and host of the Thought Leaders Business Lab podcast and she has over 25 years of personal experience in building and growing businesses Today, she helps thought leaders and experts to scale their business by leveraging their knowledge so they can have more income, more freedom, and more impact. And we're going to be diving into such a juicy, powerful conversation. And uh, before that, I just want to let you know, like, she's such an awesome host, such a great human being. And uh, I got a, a beautiful opportunity to be on, on her show and just the questions that she asks, the depth that she has, you can truly tell she knows her stuff. So Samantha, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? Yeah, let's do this. We are doing it. We're live on Become Your Greatest Possible Self. Thank you for being here. And we are diving in, Samantha. The theme today is serve with love. What does that mean to you? Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, when I saw this, actually, I'm going to give you a bit of a backstory. That's what I do best, right? (laughs) Going back years and years and years ago when I was on my very first podcast, one of the questions someone asked me, and this was on a business podcast, right? And, you know, a lot of people think business is super logical. We have to, Mm. like, take the fun out of it. 
And he's like, what's your superpower? And without even thinking, I just went, love. And he went, huh? Like he just kind of, huh? And I'm like, seriously, because that is how we all can change the world. Yes. And oh that's, what it, that's what it means to me. And when I saw that that was the theme for today, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so powerful. And we're, we're going to hear about all that you're doing because you're, you're really using love to bring out people's stories, their journeys, their genius, their knowledge so that they can oh. serve others and really solve those problems. So I, I love what you're doing, Samantha. Let's talk about how you're supporting people with your, your podcast today, uh, being a, a coach and a strategist and consultant, all that you're doing. Tell us about that. Yeah. So what I do is I help people to really leverage their knowledge. Now, what does that actually mean? We've all got knowledge that that has got a perception of a dollar amount on it. Mm-hmm. So um, if your knowledge or imagine that, that you had a bar of iron, for example, and that bar of iron is worth $5. If you turn that bar of iron into horseshoes, it is mm-hmm. then worth $12. If you turn it into sewing needles, it's worth $3,500. If it's turned into the balance springs for watches, this is a thing apparently, it is worth $300,000. So we've all got this knowledge and we could use it um, in a way that other people value it, i.e. go to a job, get paid a certain amount of dollars per hour that someone decides or we can take that knowledge, use our superpowers, bring in our expertise and our experiences and turn that into something far, far, far greater. Wow. I love it. And I, I hear really taking control of your destiny, being the creator uh-huh. of your reality is a huge you know, part for you to not yeah. be under somebody else's you know, dictation of, hey, here's how you're supposed to live your life, Samantha. So we're going to go back into your journey and talk about where did you get this drive to be the creator of your reality and serve so many people. Yeah. So I was in a corporate job back when I was 19. It was my it was my first job. I got a good government job. I'd made it in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, I was already married and had two children. So I started off in, you know, in a very, I was very young. Yeah. And I was sitting in this office thinking, wow, I've got this dream job. But it was everyone else's dream. And I looked around one day and just went, oh my goodness, no one's smiling. Like, what is this? I could grow up and and be here for my whole entire life. And this is my, I was I felt like I was looking at my future. And I went, uh-uh, this is not for me. This is nope. not what I want to do. Now, let me just say, I did love that job. I love the people that I worked with, but it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I went out, I started my first business, which was a dance studio. From there, I opened some dancewear stores. We had a retail chain. Um, and I did that until I was about 40. Okay, so what happened in 2010, my ex-business partner was also and is now my ex-husband and my life just crumbled. We separated and I I lost everything. And that's how this journey started of me going, okay, I've got this blank slate. I can now create whatever it is that I want to do. Mm -hmm. What is it that I want to do? So obviously there's a lot of that part of that story that I haven't covered, but right from the beginning I knew we are the creators of our own life and, you know, we've got these things. When I first started business, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have email, we didn't have social media platforms. We we couldn't, you know, video conference like this with people on the other side of the world. Like we have got so many opportunities, so many opportunities, and we can pretty much do whatever we want. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. So you did the dance studio, right? And Uh that was uh till, till, you know, about 10 years ago or something like that. Um, what was it like to construct a new identity? You mentioned you had a blank slate. Tell us about that process and how you did that. 
So one of the big things was like when when my marriage when I separated, I lost my businesses. Um, I actually moved into state, and the question <laughs> here's the funny thing: when I first went into business when I was um, when I was twenty, mm-hmm. the question I asked myself was, "What do I need to do right now to leave this good government job?" And I danced all my life. So for me, it was easy. It was like, I know, I can open a dance studio. Mm. What I should have asked myself, and this is, like, this is key. This is so important. What I should have asked myself is, what is the life that I'm wanting to create? Mm. Why am I doing this? Because the answer would have been, I want to spend more time with my children. Now, let me just tell you, if you have a retail store, you have to be open nine to five or, if, you know, late night trading, nine till nine. Mm-hmm. When you own a dance studio, you're working out of school hours. So I was starting work at like nine in the morning and working till nine or ten at night. Mm-hmm. Do you think I saw my kids more or less? Yeah. It was just crazy. I saw them a lot less. Um, and so that was one of the big takeaways I got was we have to ask ourselves the right questions. Mm-hmm. So the question I asked myself when I had that blank slate is, you know, luckily I, I did learn. What is the life that I want to create? Like, you know, who do I want to be surrounded with? You know, I wanted to be, I loved, I love business. It is my favorite thing in the world. I could talk about business underwater with marbles in my mouth for two days without coming up for a breath. <laughs> love it. So I'm like, hey, I want to be in business. I want to have these conversations with business people, with entrepreneurs. Mm. I want to see my friends and family and share meals with them. I want to travel. I don't want to be location dependent. You know, mm. I want to meet a partner that that values contribution on a global mm. scale and, and, you know, all of these great things. So what I did was start to put the things in place mm-hmm. to create that. And that to me is what Life by Design is all about. It's mm. about having a very clear picture about what you want and then and then putting the things into place, knowing that it's not going to happen overnight, mm. you know, and most people give up because it seems so out of their reality that you can actually do these things. But, you know, at the time, if someone said to you, like, Chris, in 10 years' time, what do you want your, your life to be like? Like, mm. biggest, biggest idea, you'd probably be like, oh, you know, this and that. And some of it might think, oh, but I don't know how or I don't know if. But if you were looking back in 10 years' time going, wow, it only took 10 years, you'd be like, hells yeah, we're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's so powerful. I know uh, for everyone who's tuning in, especially to the podcast, um, I know you have a gift at the end that we're going to be sharing about with with them. So uh, if you're listening to the podcast, go to the the site while you're listening to this and go download Samantha's gift. She's going to be giving you uh, super powerful about this, you know, really creating your life, your dream life. We'll talk about that later. And definitely if you're watching this live, stick to the end because you'll get that gift. Um, But I love this. I love like really starting with the end in mind. Samantha, this is so, so powerful. And uh, I think a lot of people are kind of just wandering through life, waiting for life to happen to them, not being the creator, not being like the person who says, what do I want? What is important to me? And we're letting society's expectations and things like that dictate who we become. And so you and I, we become these people who say, nope, that's not for me. I'm going to tune in to what I want. And I would rather spend 10 years striving to get to the life of my dreams than 40 years trying to fit into somebody else's mold. Yeah, and there's two more things to add to that. Number one, it doesn't even need to take 10 years. Mm. Like 
It, it doesn't. It can take as long as as we believe. Like right, like now, I understand more about quantum physics, and you know, I can create things almost instantly now. So, you know, it is part of the journey. But the other thing is, it's not just society that we're afraid of judging us to make our own, or to, you know, to, that our uh, that creates our rules. Mm-hmm. One of the other big parts of this is actually we judge ourselves. Mm. Like, you know, someone might say, oh, you know, I really want a Ferrari. But who am I to have that? Other people will judge me. Maybe I shouldn't want that because there's someone down the road that can't afford to their dinner today. Mm. And they start to think, no, 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 that's too big for me. But one of the biggest things I, uh, a friend of mine said this to me years ago. He's like, Sam, Just say this to yourself, I want what I want because I want it. And that's the end. Mm. The end. And now, yeah, now if I'm like, okay, so I I do want a bigger house. Cool. Why? Because I want it. End of story. It's, you know, we don't have to judge ourselves for wanting things. If you don't want that and money's not important to you, that is totally fine. Mm. I'm not saying it's all about the money. All I'm saying is that it's your life, it's your values, it's your reality. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. So so it's really, if we have some kind of self-sabotaging judgment, then we really get to be aware of that, check that. And I'm sure, you know, having a conversation with a coach like yourself, Samantha, like people can really get clear on where are they stopping themselves or blocking themselves from actually having what they want. So I think that's one part of it. And then I also know that like supercharging your desires saying like, why do I want this getting connected with it? Right. In quantum realm world physics, like you really get to pour your energy into something and the gratitude that we've already received it before we yes. before it even happens and that's what makes the reality manifest like freaking crazy fast so fast so fast i am um, i got married overseas last year so i actually did meet the man of my dreams and we did get married last year uh and we actually got married overseas we got married in alaska on the top of a glacier wow. so we had to catch a helicopter up there and we were up there and we we're there with our friends and and uh and my kids but what happened was, I think it was three weeks before we were due to leave, uh, I got a call saying the person, the travel agent that took all your bookings has committed fraud and we can't refund your money because it's all gone into, you know, it's been locked up and you've got no tickets and the end. And I remember I was actually interstate and I, and I rang my then fiancé and he's like, oh, we can't go. I went, of course we can. I've already seen it. We're on a glacier. I, I can picture it. I know what everyone's wearing. The helicopters are yellow, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever. Like, he just knows how, <laughs> how crazy I am. And you know what? We were there three weeks later. The helicopters were yellow and it was exactly like I'd pictured it and it was so surreal. It's almost like I'd already been there. And it's because I had, I'd created that. And it was so real and it was so vivid and it was so clear that I just brought that clarity and I brought that vision into reality. Wow. So that is is so important to really get that clarity, to write it out, to journal it out, to like make that that shift into knowing what we want versus kind of just floating around. What would be the next stage in the evolution of like really applying our knowledge, applying our, our wisdom, our experience or what we've gone through to be able to serve people, Samantha? Yeah. So this is 
this is the part where you have to be really clear on what it is. Like once you know what you want your business to be like, then you can create your business to suit that. So if you want to be traveling around the world, you know that you need to be creating an online business. If you are happy to be at home to be with your children or that's what you want, then you know that you've got to create a business where you're at home from you, you know, like your home out of school hours. Mm-hmm. So the very first thing is not to think, what do I want my business to look like? But what does that life look like? And then from there, who are the people I want to surround myself with? Who, um, you know, ha- how do I want to be interacting with them? What are the things that light me up? Mm-hmm. Do I prefer to work one-on-one with clients like this? Do I prefer to be standing on stages and delivering to 300 people? Like, what is it that mm-hmm. lights me up? And then from there, it's breaking down your knowledge, understanding what are your, so this comes down to four different parts. What are your skills? So, you know, what is your your degree or what is your past job experience? Mm-hmm. What are your strengths? So what are the personal strengths within that? You know, if you're, if you're in accounting, do you find working with um, small business owners and helping them to, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, 10x their business. Like, is that you know, like, is that your superpower? Right. Is that your special skill? Mm. Then, what are your experiences? Um, things like losing, you know, a large amount of weight, or um, you know, being homeless, or divorce, or you know, losing a child, or having six children. Like, what what are these things that have happened in your life that gives you experiences that are able to help others? Mm-hmm. And then the fourth piece of what are your passions? Mm. Um, and whether these passions work into your business or work into your branding, that's that's sort of the next step. But just brainstorm, like, what is it that you love? Like, for me, I sat down, I'm an ex-dancer. I love dance. I, I'm not a dance teacher now. I'm not a dancer now. But I still have that as part of my brand. It's still part of the, the stories, the learnings from being a dance teacher. I apply to business. Um, I love fine wine. I talk about all the time. I get gifts of fine wine all the time. It's not part of my business, but it's part of my branding. So all of these four areas, they they come together and that is your gift to the world. When you package them up, those four areas, and that's your gift to the world. So I, I hear, you know, past past experiences I think is is huge to know, hey, where have we been? What can we leverage? What were the what was the 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 through line, right? The thread that connected everything. That's what we can look for, the experiences, but also, you know, what are we good at naturally, or our skills that we've developed, what what ways can we serve people? Strengths would be like character strengths, like what are you yep. who who are you and that people like, you know, they they recognize you for something. Maybe you have great energy, maybe you are consistent maybe you're reliable maybe you just like really have a great ear and you listen to people and like you're a great listener you know maybe that's great and then the the passions is like what do you want to continue to invest yourself into your energy your time and become like an expert at an area of life a a topic that kind of thing Um, and then when we get that combination we start to think about that, brainstorm that, put some ink on the paper, Samantha, that's when we can really say, how do we piece it all together and, and create a solution that works best for us in, in at least saying, this is the direction I want to go, may not be the final destination, but it's going to be my next steps. I'm going to go test. I'm going to go validate and see if, if the, the marketplace really does have a need for this or if it, if it really does resonate with me. Absolutely. And it's those strengths and it's the experiences that is going to turn that knowledge or leverage that knowledge, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10x. It's mm. that piece yeah. 
that's going to take what you know really to the next level. Mm, that's that's great. So when people hear your experience, what I'm hearing is when people hear your experience and they they connect with your story, that's the thing that's really going to make the difference because lots of people have the skills, lots of people have the strengths, yeah. lots of people have the passions, but how do you piece it together saying this is who I am this or this is where I was? I, I made a decision, I used my knowledge, learned, grew, and now here I am standing on top of the mountain, quote unquote, and I can help you get to where you want to go or I'm on the journey with you, so join me. Totally. Well, that's the, that's the thread that makes you absolutely unique. Mm. When there is only one of you that has this skill, these strengths, and these life experiences, there is no one else. At that point, there's no competition. There is only you. And people will either you know, vibe with that or they won't. But the people that do, it will be so much deeper. So, you know, we talk about no like and trust. Yeah. Um, and I have to um, credit Dallin Need for this. He's like, why do we only want to have no like and trust? What about no love and trust? We mm. want these people to totally love what we're doing yeah. and we want to love what we're doing. And that's, you know, we're, we're creating this, this um, unique um person mission based purpose based entrepreneur that people are like oh, oh like I love what they stand for I'm totally I'm to I would totally walk up a mountain for that person mm. I want to be there with them and I'm going to hang out with them I love it I love it it's so awesome I want to talk about the evolution of of your business and spent about 10 years or so doing the mm -hmm. coaching consulting that kind of stuff when did you say I want to help people uh, with their knowledge you know really monetize their knowledge knowledge and serve people with their knowledge yeah, this is such a cool question. And I think that before I even start, this is a journey I believe that we all need to go on to, to get there. And we're always on this journey, right? Um, but the very first thing uh, back in um, back in 2010, at the time I had a health and wellness business and I used to run seminars all the time and retreats on how to create a life you love. So that's obviously, you know, it's been a theme for me for a while. But what was coming up all the time was this one piece around I'm not happy in my job. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to take control of my career or I want to start a business. How do I do it? And you know, we'd had really sick our businesses were extremely successful. Like I, I grew our business you know, from the ground up, from zero dollars and, you know, took it to a million dollars in only a few short years. And that was back in the 90s. And, you know, people would always say, how did you do that? How did you, you know, how do you get up and running? And before long, I had more business clients than I did, you know, like health and wellness clients. And that was my passion anyway. Mm -hmm. So I kind of ran with that. And then over the next couple of years, it was really dialing into, all right, well, I could be a, a business coach like every other business coach, mm. but that's not my strength. Helping people pull apart their numbers, I can do it and I'm very good at it. Do I love it? Is it my strength? Mm -mm. Mm. So it's it's really, I realized that I had this gift and, and this is another piece. A lot of times our gift is the thing that comes to us so easily that we don't even realize we've got it. So I used to be able to, people would tell me in 20 seconds, this, 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 and I'm like, okay, so you could either have this business model or this could be your avatar or, you know, you could do this. And they'd look at me like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. Like, this is so easy. I Can't you see it? And that's when I realized, it, but it took me a little while. It took me probably a couple of years to go, 
oh, hang on, just because mm. I think it's easy doesn't mean that everyone else thinks it's easy. Mm. So once I realised that this was a thing, I just like really like doubled down, tripled down into that and went, this, you know, I just really want to help other people to work with what they already have because mm. I think so many people, and I'm sure you see this, Chris, they're just searching, they're always searching like I just can't themselves. get there. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I just can't get that happiness or I can't get that freedom. And I was like, but hang on, you've already got it. It's already there. But let's like, let's put that on steroids and make it even bigger. Yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, it happened a couple of years into the journey. But, yeah, I really would love everyone to, that's listening or watching to think about what is it that I do so easily that other people just go, how do you do that? Because that's your gift. That's mm. the bit. That's the bit that probably lights you up and it's the bit that makes everyone else go, oh, I have to work with you. Yeah, that's yeah, so powerful. And, you know, in someone's gift, they're they're really great at something. And then other things they might not be so great at. How do you, how do you advise your clients when it comes to, uh, you know, building teams, delegating, outsourcing? What, what do you recommend around that? Yeah, totally. And it all has to be done, right? If you can walk a mountain on your own, it's not a very big mountain. You know, if you think about Everest, you know, as a big mountain, you've got Sherpas to help you. You've got people that, that carry the weight. So if you can walk that mountain on your own, it means, it, mm. you, you know, it's not very big. So it really is you have to understand your zone of genius mm. and you have to understand that if I'm not so good at something, I need to bring someone else in and, Years and years ago, one of the best bits of advice I ever got from um, one of my business coaches was hire people that are better than you mm-hmm. in the things that you hate doing. And I learned that really early in our business career and it, it totally changed our business because I think when you very first start in business, you wear all the hats and you think you're the best at everything and you mm-hmm. think that you're the only one that can do it and I can't delegate that because it's so much faster if I do it myself. And then you do get to a point where you're just like, you know what, I'm actually not the best. <laughs> and, you know, the people that you do bring in, they might not do it exactly the same as you, but does mm-hmm. that mean you were the best? Maybe they're better. So really embrace bringing people in around you um, and creating that team environment. And if that's something you've never done and if it's something that um, doesn't come easily, get someone to help you with it because building a team, if you've never done it before, can be a challenge. Uh, But really understanding the systems and the processes to be able to bring that team in Mm. as quickly and easily as possible, to get them on board as quickly as possible, to make sure the systems and the processes in the back end of your business, um, they allow the whole business to flow. That's really important. So do bring someone in to help you if if that doesn't feel like, you, you know, something that's easy to do. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. I think most most people, most entrepreneurs are not necessarily natural team builders and like, you know, really great at bringing on employees or contractors and things like that because they are technicians who said uh-huh. I could do this better than yes. the employee, right? Or employer. And so they they have a dream, they set out on it, and typically they don't have the systems and the processes and the onboarding and, you know, how do I actually make sure that I'm communicating effectively? Leadership is typically, you know, not not a strong suit for for them, you know? They have to really yeah. learn how do I how do I delegate effectively and communicate my expectations? That's I think it's a big challenge point for a lot of entrepreneurs. 
it was for me. I was a terrible leader when I first started. Yeah. Like at the time I didn't think, but I look back and go, oh, my goodness, I'm so surprised my staff stayed with me. But, you know, it is something that, that I've learnt mm. and, you know, systems and processes, you have to have them. You cannot build a seven-figure business without team mm. and without systems. Like it's not possible. Mm. So let's let's dive into that. How do we know what what we need, what kind of systems and processes we need to get to that seven-figure mark? Yeah, so the easiest way to do this is at any time, just go, hang on a minute, did something break? Mm. So as in, was there something that we did and it didn't go well? So that means that a system needs to be put in or a process needs to be put into place. Mm -hmm. Or is there something that you've just done two or three times in a row that someone else could have done? That's the perfect opportunity to go, let's build a system. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we had it, uh, we had it yesterday. Something happened in our business and I just uh, reached out to the team and went, this has just happened. And, and I actually, instead of saying to them, so this is what we're going to do, I say, this has just happened. How can we all put our heads together to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Mm -hmm. And I actually leave it up to my team to go, well, what about this idea? Or what about this idea? Uh, every now and again, I'll say, oh, we're going to do it this way. But, you know, eight times out of 10, they're the ones that are, um, you know, looking after that back end of the business. They will know how to create a system to fix it. So, yeah, you know, if there's something that you're doing all the time, create a system. Even if it's as simple as, you know, oh, in a shop, for example, picking up the phone. We had a system, this is the script when you pick up the phone, so that every customer knew, you know, this is, they, they were used to hearing it that way or, you know, hand responses for emails so that your team can deal with 80% of your emails. Um, yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, a book that comes to mind when you're saying that is E-Myth. I'm sure you, you've oh, read it. Michael, Michael Gerber. Michael Gerber. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, great. he that book is so dog-eared in my in my bookcase behind me. Yes. It is such a fantastic book, and yeah, he, even though some of the things he talk he talks about in it, that book are a little outdated, mm -hmm. the general concepts absolutely still apply today. Yeah, yeah, this is this is gold. Um, you have a podcast. I want to talk about like how that was a a part. I, I see it so much, you know, walking your talk of being a thought leader. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how that aligns with your, your business model and your strategy and your message? Yeah. So a few years ago, I was talking with my business coach and, he's, and you know, we were just, I'm always drilling down. I'm always talking things out with people to make things smoother. And, and I said, oh, you know, I'm trying to think of this, this word to describe the people I work with. And he said, and he said to me, there's a word you've probably said like 10 times in the last 20 minutes. And I'm like, oh, what's that? He's like, thought leader. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't work with thought leaders. I'm not a thought leader. Like I'm thinking of these, you know, these mythical people that are up here. That, <laughs> you know, Gurus. Leaders, <laughs> you know, that are so, we, that we don't talk to those people. And after, you know, I was sort of playing around with it and I went, actually, you know what? The people mm. I work with are thought leaders. They all have their unique perspective. They're all really smart. They have their own methodologies. This is mm. what I was helping them to create. And I thought about it, thought they are thought leaders. And the more and more I embraced the, the um, you know, the cloak of being a thought leader myself, because mm. I even had this thought, oh, I'm not good enough to be a thought mm. leader. However, once you start to be a thought leader, 
I would be working on something and I go and I'd ask myself, is that, you know, work you've just done, is that the quality of a thought leader? Mm. Yeah, maybe not. I can probably, you know, go the next mile with that. And all of a sudden my content and the, the models mm. and the workshops and everything all just started going to the next level. Mm. So it's, you know, it's you need to be, you know, who do you need to be to be that thought leader and I think that this that a lot of us wait for other people to bestow the title on us but rather than just go day to day and wait for someone to tell us that we're that person what if we were all that person right now Mm. and I I I want to see everyone thinking of themselves and acting like a thought leader and seeing what happens to the quality of the work that they produce the quality of the clients that they work with and what happens to their business. Mm. Like, I just, you know, I think it makes so much difference. Yeah, and I, and I hear like thought leader, the identity of that is is more than just a manager. It's more than just an entrepreneur even. Like these these all titles are pretty pretty related, but like thought leader is like, hey, you are you are on the cutting edge of how to do something, expertise, you know, like really uh, of an industry, pioneering an industry. And I think that that's something a lot of us aspire to be like is the go-to authority in a certain niche. Mm. You need to really own that thought leader title, title mm. though, if I can say title. You know, don't just take what you hear because all of us, you know, what we teach is a culmination of what we've heard. But this is where you really need to put your own spin on it. You really need to do research. You really do need yes. to be on the cutting edge. Yes. You need to be pushing boundaries all the time. I, You know, I don't believe that you being a life coach that's the same as all the other life coaches is you know, you living to your potential of being a thought leader, but what experiences and knowledge can you bring in? What learning can you take to take that to the next level? What do you, what do you need to research? What do you need to know so that you can take your knowledge to the next level and make what you're talking about cutting edge, make it so that people sit up and go, that's a little bit different than everything else I've heard before. Yeah, and I, I find a lot of people, I'd love to hear your, your perspective on this, but I find a lot of people are kind of just winging being a thought, le- thought leader and, and winging be a, a coach or, you know, business owner, entrepreneur, different things like that, right? And no matter what industry, what area, there's people who are, who are just winging it. And I've found when people are willing to do the research, like you're talking about, like really dig into why are things the way they are? What are the trends? What are the data? You know, whether yes. you're a, a like mathematical or scientific person or not, like you have the responsibility, everyone who's listening or watching right now, you have the responsibility to know your industry and know the trends, know the patterns. And some people are like, I don't like numbers. Okay, good. Well, just get enough numbers so that you know, like what's going on in your industry and and then like, you know, pour your time and your energy into the, into the psychology, into the, you know, human element of it or whatever it is. But I think it's like really the research to further the ex- expertise and, and like what sets you apart from other people. That's, it's so, so needed today to stand out in the workplace. Mm. Absolutely. There's a really good website called Futures Platform. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of research on there that shows you the data of what, um, what they're expecting to happen in, in, most industries are, are on there, you know, by 2025, 2050. You, you can see through heat maps what industries are going to die out, what are going to expand. I mean, it's all, you know, it's all hearsay or, you know, they're, right. they're expecting things right. to happen, projections. However, 
it, it starts to get you to really think and it opens up a lot of questions. And, you know, I've from, from a lot of the research I've done around the coaching industry uh, and around the consulting industry and the future of work and the way that corporates are hiring, you know, I've been speaking to people in government departments about what does this look like moving forward? How does this relate to, by the way that this industry is going, back to housing? You know, if if the if people are not employed anymore and and it's um and they're and they're freelance in the way the banks lend money, like this is not the way most coaches think. But I'm looking, mm. okay, what's the knock on effects in our industry? What where do we need to be? How do we need to position ourselves now mm. so that we're ahead of the curve? So you know, just I mean, I don't know if you've seen um, have you seen the Netflix special Inside Bill's Brain? The Bill Gates, oh, my goodness, no. you have to, have to, have to watch it. Wow. So Bill Gates ca- carries around a bag of books. He reads a whole bag of books every week, mm. you know, and it just shows you, and you know, how much research he does. And, um, you know, I used to think I was pretty cool because I, re- I read three books a week and I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to read a bag <laughs> of books now. <laughs> but, you know, we really need to be, to be diving deep and I believe that we can learn something from everyone. Wow. That's, that's great. I love, I love, um, you know, what you said there at the end, like learning from everyone, we can really be open in our industries to saying, you know, how does, how do things work and be curious. I think it's like a curiosity, a never ending curiosity too. I think a lot of people might get into the rut of, I know that already and, oh, it's good enough, but to challenge ourselves to get outside of our comfort zone and say, what else can I learn about this? I know, I know certain amount and what else can I learn? I think that's a really, really great attitude to take. I love that word curiosity and Mm. um, I was listening to an interview with Neil Patel yesterday and Mm. Neil Patel is like a fabulous, like world-class marketer and he said straight out, he's like, there could be someone that's been marketing for one week and they could tell me something that I didn't know Mm. and I'm like, you know, that is so true. We can always learn something from everybody and getting in the I know is one of the worst things we can do for for our personal growth, for Mm. our you know, the growth of our expertise. Yeah. So I'm curious, Samantha, with all that you're doing and empowering these thought leaders, what's, what's the big mission? Why, why do you do it all? What, what's the state of the world that you see because of your work? The biggest thing I love about doing my work is that it empowers people to take control of their lives. Mm-hmm. And when people are empowered, they're happy they're more loving. And this is how beautiful to wrap this out with the name, you know, with the theme of your show today, yeah. that I be- I truly believe that entrepreneurs are going to change the world, not because of what we're doing. I think this is the piece that people don't understand. It's because when we all come together, what we can all do as a global community will literally change the world. Mm. I love it. I love, I love that you mentioned that because we're literally, we're in the age of like collaboration, cooperation, yes. you know, community and like connecting peoples and their, and their ideas and their brilliance and masterminding, right? Like yes. think about how distant everyone was before you were talking about it earlier. We didn't have this technology, this video conferencing technology, like the United States having a conversation with, with Australia was damn near impossible <laughs> 20 years ago, right? <laughs> like it, was, it was really expensive to pick up the phone and do it. <laughs> it was like totally impractical, but with the evolution yeah. of technology, how connected, how fast ideas are spreading. It's just amazing to be able to solve global global problems and like bring more love to humanity. It's so amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Um, 
how has community played a role in your in your business and you know your your organization? I've always been a big people person. I've always understood the value of collaboration and of people coming together. Uh, it's something that, again, it was just something I intuitively knew. No one had told me. I just automatically did that. But I think even more so now in this age of us being super and hyper-connected with social media, with, you know, all of the the online um, abilities we've got to connect around the world, mm-hmm. I find it in- extremely intriguing that we know more people than we ever have before, yet we're feeling more lonely than we've ever felt before. And that community and connection and collaboration are the things that are going to be the cut through for us as a, a planet, us as entrepreneurs moving forward. Um, I know that there's a lot of people talking about AI and automation and, you know, I, I'm a, I am a believer in automation in business. I get that. My business is automated. However, at the same time, I send a lot of voice messages to people. I pick oh, up yeah. the phone and I ring people. Mm-hmm. People are like, thank you so much for calling. Thank you so much for ringing. People just like, oh, someone actually cares about me. People just want to be heard and this is this is our superpower or this is going to be our cut through, like to actually connect with people uh, and bring communities together. Yeah, so instead of like machine and automation and AI, which is great, we love it, but the yeah. thing that's going to set people apart and give them the edge in not getting uh, phased out in in life, you know, is going to be the human element. It's going to be the care, the connection, the real, you know, the the authentic relationships that we have, and that's that's going to keep people relevant in any industry or any expertise that they're in. Absolutely, you know, there's nothing. Oh, I was going to say there's nothing better, but there is. Going to a conference and hanging out with people is amazing. I was going to say nothing better, but and you know this retreats if you've ever been on a retreat and I know you've got one coming up retreats are life-changing they are life-changing and it's because you're going and you're connecting deeply with people you're connecting you're you're having a transformative process with other people that's the part that changes your life that it's Mm. that transformation of being with community yeah, the inform- information is great, right? But we can just go Google stuff and find the information. Okay. But being in the room, being at the seminar, being at the retreat, it's a full immersion experience. Plus, you get to network and connect and spend time and like really uh, it kind of uh, integrate other people's brilliant ideas and their reflections of you saying, hey, you're awesome. Like, I don't know what you're missing about your greatness and, and how amazing you are, but let me reflect back to you. I feel like we don't get that when we're just online listening or, or, or tuning into something. It's not as personal, not as direct a reflection as if someone's looking you in the eyes and saying how awesome you are. Absolutely. And just think about this. If all the information is out on the internet, you can find just about anything you want out on the internet. Yep. Why aren't we all successful why don't we all have seven eight nine figure businesses missing key right and the missing key is connection wow i love it i love it um everyone has different models and platforms and ways to to run their businesses Uh, if if people are feeling like they have to kind of fit into a mold to to grow a business you know how do they know what's what's their gifts how how they should do it and what's their their unique way of doing it so there's a, a few ways to go about this. Number one, I, I went through that model earlier, you know, mm-hmm. your, your um, 
the, the four areas, yep. definitely sit down and brainstorm. You know, grab a, a cup of tea or a glass of wine or whatever whatever it is, go sit somewhere on the beach balcony on your bed and just brainstorm that out. The other thing, and I did this years ago, was I actually emailed people. Mm. I emailed family, so people that knew me very well. I emailed clients. I emailed uh, people that had spoken at my events. So what I did was I took a snapshot from all of these people that would have seen me in different light because the way that um, a speaker from your conference views you and your mum and dad views you are completely different. So I actually emailed all these people and asked them questions like, what do you think my superpowers are? What do you, what values do do you think I embrace? Mm. Um, what what do you think? Uh, you know, some of the strengths that I bring to business, some of the yeah. strengths that I bring to you know whatever, and just ask some questions. And it was fascinating what came back. The thing that blew me away was that every single person who and no one knew who else was sending the emails pretty much got the same responses back for my strengths, wow. which blew my mind and made me realize a that I was really authentically being who I was I wasn't putting on different facades in different situations Mm. Um, but also I'd always thought that I wasn't a very fun person I always thought I was very you know business this kind of very logical you know it's down to business kind of person (laughs) and every single person went you're just so much fun and that was that you know you were talking before about this reflection that was the moment where I went, oh, they all said I was fun. Oh, now I could go, oh, I'm fun. You know, I could embrace that rather than being the only person who knew that I wasn't fun. Wow. You know, so I think that's a really, really great uh, a great thing to do is, is to get the, you know, clients and, and even people you've not, maybe you've interviewed some people on your podcast or mm. whatever it is, reach out to people on social media. And just get a snapshot of what people think of you, and you'll be you'll be fascinated what comes back. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's really being curious about how you're showing up, how you're impacting other people. Because we can think one thing, like you said, you know, being down to business, totally, let's get it done. And then everyone's like, "You're so much fun." It's like, what? Really? That's that's in me. That's that's so cool to get that feedback. Uh, and I know curiosity is an essential element of. For me, mastery and learning, we kind of touched on a little bit. You got a hashtag mastery in your environment. Tell us why that is important for you, Samantha. Oh, I think that, and this is, you know, I I think it comes from my dance background. I'm a classical ballet dancer, which, you know, is very not cool to be a classical ballet dancer. (laughs) (laughs) But it's my passion. I love it. Like I can watch the ballet and be moved to tears because I know what goes into it. And Mm. I grew up in that environment where I was, you know, six, seven days a week sometimes in class doing the same thing over and over and over and over. You know, I may have done one single step. Like I may have done it 15 times just in one week. And you do that for years. And so I grew up thinking that was normal. And then I saw people in the business world that was trying something once. I did this webinar once and it didn't work. Once? (laughs) Hang on. Just say that again. You did it once and it didn't work? Or people that say Facebook ads don't work. Tell me about that. Oh, well, I did this Facebook ad once and it didn't work. That doesn't mean Facebook ads don't work. You know, and that's what mastery is all about. It's like, be, again, I love that you said being curious. It's like, well, why didn't it work? Why didn't it work this time? If it works for other people, it's got to work. Or maybe, you know, like I started my business at 19, 20, 
I didn't even know how to do business. Mm. So it was always it was always asking myself, how could I do this? It's it's letting the rules go and saying, what do I need to do to make this better? So if you've done your webinar once, maybe you need to do it another 52 times. Maybe you need to run it live for a whole year and keep tweaking it every single week. That's mastery. Focus, focus. focus. I love it. I love it. And just, it's like there's so many different ways to approach business and everyone everyone has their own unique you know path. And I love, I love that that's like the biggest, I think the biggest element of the journey is just deciding here's what I'm going to go after Let's test it. Let's figure it out. Let's just stay in the game because when we're sitting on the sidelines, when we're thinking about something, then it's not we're not making progress. But when we're actually being curious and taking taking the swings, you know, like putting the reps in, that's when we really grow. Yeah, I see so many people put together a program, do a webinar, put it out into the world and go, Oh, it didn't work. I I got, you know, two sales, ten sales, mm-hmm. maybe I got zero sales. And then they try something else and guess what? The results are the same and they do something else and the results are the same. Instead of I've got two sales this time, let's go for four next time. Mm. Let's refine this. Let's go for eight next time. Let's go for 100 next time and just repeat it over and over. What do I need to do better? What mm. needs to be refined? What was the mistake? What can we change? Mm. Maybe I didn't get my messaging right. Maybe my avatar's not right. Maybe the, you know, the copy wasn't right. Mm. Like, I think that too many people go on to the next bright, shiny object. Like just put the bright, shiny objects in the cupboard and just focus on one thing and get it right. Yeah. A question that I, I had to ask myself that was tough at first. My business partner actually asked me it and I hated it. He's like, <laughs> what, what did this person need to hear that you didn't do on the sales conversation that you can do differently next time? And I'm like, man, I hate that question because like I, I am responsible. I am, I am the creator of this, this result that I'm going after. And if I hit the target, great, then I was successful. But if I missed it, then what do I need to tweak, right? Not, not blame the person, not say, screw them, they didn't buy, but rather say, hey, what can I do differently? How can I serve this person more effectively? How can I illuminate the benefits and the value of what we have going on even more effectively? And to just have the humility to go back and look I think that's that's something a lot of people can be missing today or kind of trying to skip by but when you when you really reflect when you listen back to the podcast episode when you you know listen to the sales call when you really reflect on the launch and say hey what was missing what what did the they need to receive or experience for it to have worked that's that's a really powerful conversation How awesome that you've got a business partner that's asking you those questions like you must have full gratitude for that person because I don't think enough people ask the tough questions. And when we don't get those questions, we can't grow. It's so important to surround yourself by the people that are not just yes men, like people that know, okay, you know, Chris or Sam's having a bad day today. We need to give him a hug. Or, you know what, Sam, you need to put your socks up. That was actually like BS what you did today. It was not good enough. (gasps) Okay, all right, I've got to make it better, you know. And I think that that's really important too, you know. We need to surround ourselves with the people that are going to give us the gold food of love when we need it. Yeah, yeah, I love this. I had a conversation with our mastermind earlier this week, and um, one of the guys is just like, man, I don't know, da-da-da, and I've heard it. I've heard it before. I'm like, bro. I am not going to let you get away with playing small anymore. Like that doesn't work. Cut that sh- 
stuff out, right? And, and really own that you have the power to create your clarity, to create your momentum, to create the solution. So what do you want to do? What are you deciding? You know, like, like remind them, hey, you're, you're trying to like hide and play small, but no, I'm not going to allow you to do that. You mm-hmm. are so much more powerful than you're giving yourself credit for. And like to have people in our lives that do that, oh my gosh, that, that's like everything. Absolutely. I had a, I went out um, on the weekend with one of my, one of my ex clients and I was telling her about a massive win that one of my clients had had. And she just said to me, she's like, did you ask that person, when are you going to stop telling yourself that BS story? Mm. And we cracked up laughing because she said, I will never forget it. She said, I went home and I cried for a whole day because I, because I called her out on it. And she said, and you know what? I changed my life. Uh, she's doing amazing things now she said but that day it was the first time that someone had really got under her skin because it really pushed her buttons like you know because they start off first like oh well you know get lost who are you to be telling me that and then hang on a minute maybe I am telling myself a bs story so, and that's yeah. that's it's like one of the toughest things to do you know, when you love someone, but you know, it's in their best interest. And I think we, we just get to stand for people's potential more, even when it's uncomfortable, even when they may not like it. I think when we, when we feel something like a, a truth that we get to voice, we really get to stand up for that. And I know it can be kind of, you know, difficult. I think a lot of people want people to be comfortable and happy and, you know, enjoy life. Yeah. We want, we want to enjoy yeah. life. We want to be, feel good. And yeah. like the biggest difference that we can make as leaders is having those tough conversations. Absolutely. And as a, any good coach needs to be able to ask the, you know, do the job, yeah. ask the questions that need to be asked and not have the fear that someone's not going to be their best friend, mm. you know? And when we, I guess, as a good coach, drop from our head and drop to our heart, we know when it's the right time to ask those questions, you know? And I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned drop from the head to the heart and I I heard intuition. How does intuition Uh play a role in your journey, Sam? Oh my goodness. So much, so much. Like I really, I'm a very intuitive person. I can really feel energy um, at at a deeper level than I think a lot of people can. And when I first was in business, um, my, my, husband at the time was very logical very logical person he's mm-hmm. he's an uh, auditory digital person yes, he's just like oh logical yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> well as someone that feels a lot <laughs> what happened was I started questioning my intuition and thinking it was mm-hmm. wrong and feeling weird to use it so I was very logical person and it you know once I was sort of on my own and I used to I noticed that when I didn't listen to my gut, things didn't pan out so well ever. And when I started to listen to my gut, things went well and I was able to teach myself it's okay. It's okay to feel what you should be doing. And I think that you need to do that enough till you get to a point where you still can have a feeling but still bring that experience into a certain in a certain way and and you know it's a it's a hard line to to cross because you also don't want to let past experiences dictate what you do because we all have bs stories and and limiting beliefs but to still go okay so my logic tells me that I should be doing this you know what am I feeling right now so at least we can make the best decision at the time for us 
Yeah, this is this is great. It's it can be super difficult, you know, to know, hey, is this is this my intuition, is this for my highest good and highest and best good? Or is am I operating out of fear? Am I operating out of what's safe? You know, like really checking in. And uh, I think the the best thing I found is to go to like nature, really quiet, quiet life down, like slow down a little bit and just really take the time to tune in and sit with it versus, you know, like trying to rush through it. If if I'm conflicted mm-hmm. on something, I can really create some space and and feel into it. And it, it comes with practice, you know, it comes with time to be able to develop yeah. that, that gift. It totally does. And this is why... I go away a lot. So I do travel a lot and and that doesn't always mean that I'm traveling around the world. Twice a twice a month I go camping. I go out to nature, awesome. no phone, no internet, nothing, campfire, just like living in a tent. And it's always those times where everything from, you know, the couple of weeks before drops in or something mm. that I've been thinking Oh, I just can't get my head around this. Just sitting there and listening to the birds, all of a sudden it's just like clarity. Yeah. So it's really important to give yourself the space to be able to think. And I think the more that you do practice, and you talked about this just you know just a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. the easier it becomes. So I don't need to go and be in nature all the time. I now can make a, a decision based on intuition within three seconds mm-hmm. because I've practiced it. Intuition is like a muscle. You need to practice it all the time mm-hmm. and understand that you're always safe. Like ask yourself the question, if I go with my gut right now and it's wrong, what is the worst thing that can happen to me? Mm. Yeah. That's, that's great. And I also, I know people can be in a momentum, momentum energy of being disconnected. And when you go to nature more often, you get reconnected with it. So it doesn't take as much work or time or energy to get back into that state of alignment and connection with the intuition too. So Um, I'm sure in the beginning, you probably weren't so connected, but when you started camping more often, you're able to like drop in a lot faster because you're, you're experiencing nature. You're, it's a, it's a consistent muscle that you've been developing. Absolutely. And I love that word that you just said, alignment too. Mm. That's such a big part of it. You know, when you drop into the heart, it's knowing, am I in alignment with what's within Mm. while I'm making a decision of something external? So great. I love this. Samantha, let's wrap it up, bring it home with some final takeaways, final point that you want to give to our audience. Could be something we already covered or it could be something that we didn't touch on yet. What do you want to drive home? What I really want everyone to to walk away from this with is that you can create whatever it is that you want, but you need to be really clear on what it is that you want. So many people say, I don't want this. And you say, well, what do you want? I say, well, I'm not quite sure. And if that's your answer, if you don't even know, start with what you don't want to get to what you do want. But whatever it is, take some time. Um, I take a good three, four hours once a quarter of really getting very clear on what my future needs to look like. And then once you know what it is or where it is that you want to be, you don't need to know how it's going to happen. You only need to know what and the how will just present itself bit by bit. You don't need to get there tomorrow, just step by step by step. And people will show up along the way that will help you. You'll think it's like magic, but you're creating it. Mm. Mm. I love it. So clarity, tapping into to the divine alignment, everything working out perfectly, showing up, taking action. Don't be on the sidelines, be on the court, make it happen and trust that everything's unfolding. Samantha, this is 
gold. How do people stay connected with you? What do they do next to continue their journey with you? So if you want to get the Life by Design blueprint to ask yourself the questions that we were just talking about to get the clarity, go to samanthariley.global forward slash design to grab your Life by Design blueprint. Uh, if you want to understand how to leverage your knowledge to get more income, I also have a Freedom Business Matrix. If that's something that interests you, you can go to samanthariley.global forward slash freedom. So those two downloads are there for you to really get clear on what it is that you want to create and how to leverage that knowledge and make more income, have more freedom and make a bigger impact because that's what we're all here to do. I love it. And what is your podcast again? Tell them what that is. Thought Leaders Business Lab. We drop episodes every Monday and every Thursday. Boom, shakalaka. You heard it, peeps. <laughs> Thought, Be- Thought Leaders Business Lab and go to samanthariley.global. Check out all she's got to empower you to become your greatest possible self. Sam, thank you so much for being here and sharing your love with our audience. It's, it's really been an honor and I love what you're doing. love what you're up to, your mindset and how you're inviting Thought Leaders to really step into their greatness and serve the world with love. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I really appreciate you. Awesome. I appreciate you too. We'll see you soon, okay? Okay. Ciao. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life what actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self again a big shout out to our sponsor employeeescapeplan.com if you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer make a great income off of your genius or If you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar now master yourself create your reality and make every day your best day ever